Oh, we're in for a long one. A long weekend, that is. And you deserve to spend it on the couch with a glass of something good. Luckily, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered quickly. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. This is the Decibel with Chris Sinzak and Aaron Camaro. All right, are you ready for the most optimistic of all rock and roll podcasts? What makes us so optimistic? Because we're always looking to the future. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast, and my name is Aaron Camaro, and I'm joined, as always, by my kick-ass friend, and totally awesome co-host, Mr. Chris Sinzak. Brother, it's good to be here with you once again. Good to be here with you. Let's talk about some uh, new albums coming out this year. This will be fun. Yeah, it's always good to look to the future because, you know, you, you want to live on the positive tip. You know, you want to you want to look forward to things. You want to be excited for things coming your way, you know. And if you dwell in the past, they say that's where you live, not us. We look to the future. And today... We're bringing it back, something that's kind of become a tradition around this time of year, every year on the Decibel Geek Podcast, and that is album anticipation. And man, we got a list a mile long of things we can look forward to in 2022. Putting this list together of stuff that, you know, we're anticipating coming out this year, you know, 2021 was loaded with great music. I think mm-hmm. uh, this year boating pretty well so far with what we've seen. Yeah, it's everybody even this might be the after ripples of the pandemic. You know, it seems like there might be light at the end of the tunnel here. And so now we're still reaping the rewards of all the shutdowns and everything that went on where these bands couldn't tour. They were forced to write new songs and we reap the benefit of that. So keep them coming. And we're going to tell you all about all the ones we can look forward to this year. But of course, before we get to all that we got to take care of our business. And what is the business of the Decibel Geek podcast? Well, it's all about getting those sweet reviews and recommendations. And, man, we got a couple of really good ones this week I want to share with you. The first one is an Apple podcast review. Five stars, just the way we like it. Short and sweet, to the point. It's entitled, What a Show. And it goes like this. Great dudes. Great topics and reviews. Nuff said, well-earned five stars. And that comes to us from Trash Burner, like I said, right here in the USA on Apple Podcasts. What a great review. Thank you, Trash Burner. They don't have to be epic, but you know what? We like them when they're epic, too. Short and sweet is nice, but then you get something like this. And this is a Facebook recommendation. Comes to us from the great white north from our friends thunderfuck and the deadly romantics it goes like this let me first start by saying i don't listen to music podcasts why well they're usually unprofessional affairs with bad production and hosts who either sound like they're 12 years old or have such a strong accent that you can't understand a word they're saying trust me I've tried to find a decent podcast for years. Then I stumbled across Decibel Geek, and it was like manna from heaven. Both Chris and Aaron are so knowledgeable, without living in the nerdiverse of many hosts. They know their facts, if not British pronunciations of words. (laughs) That's bullocks. That's right. Aaron has the sort of voice that you should be hearing blasting out of your radio while driving up the California coast in 1987. And Chris keeps the whole thing together while professing his love of Vinnie Vincent. (laughs) When was this review written? Not too long ago. (laughs) Long enough ago. Maybe he misspelled uh, love with hatred. <laughs> I'll Disgust, allow it. Maybe it's is a re- what he meant. 
It's a recommendation. Even if you're inaccurate, I appreciate it. Yeah, Chris keeps the whole thing together while professing his disgust of Vinny Vincent. <laughs> yeah, let's update that, please. <laughs> All right, it goes on. I've been listening for a couple of years now, and I've bought many CDs simply through Chris and Aaron's recommendation. They speak with reverence of classic bands, but also promote up-and-coming bands, including my own. That's right, we've played them before. I constantly talk about the podcast with anyone who will listen and have tried to give as many props as possible to these guys, including many shout-outs on my own UK radio show. Keep up the good work. Thunderfuck and the Deadly Romantics. What a sweet review. And don't let the name fool you. He's a sweet guy. <laughs> you know, I got a story. They sent us some uh, T-shirts, and I actually wore one of their T-shirts to the store not long ago. <laughs> <laughs> and a woman looked at me, and she goes, that's not very appropriate. <laughs> and you said, fuck you. I just, I just shrugged my shoulders and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Somewhere Thunderfuck is going, yeah. yeah. Perfect. That's I'm sorry that I'm romantic, lady. That's awesome. Thank you guys for the reviews. Short, epic, either way, we love them. You want to leave us a review? You see that we're going to share it with the people. We're going to read it right here on the show every time. You give us those five stars, you're going to hear about it. You can leave us a review at Apple Podcasts. You can leave us that Facebook recommendation. And there's a really cool website called Podchaser where you can leave reviews down to the very episode. So if you find that our look into the future today is something that helps you in your life, then maybe you want to leave us a review on it. And Podchaser.com is a great place to do it. So keep them coming. We love them. We appreciate them. And thanks to everybody that's done it for us. Absolutely, yeah. The pod chaser, we'd like to get some more love on there, so please leave us a review on there, please. Heck yeah. You know, another great way that you can help out the Decibel Geek podcast, it's a little something we do every single week. When we come out with a new episode, we always make the announcement on our Facebook page or on our Twitter account. And if you see either one of those announcements and you take it and you share it on your page, it keeps track of your name. Chris can look at that. He puts together a list. He knows who's been naughty. He knows who's been nice. And he knows who's shared our episode. So we put that list together because we know that if you're out there helping us spread the word about what we're doing here on the Decibel Geek Podcast, then you're just bringing more rock and rollers to the party. We love you, and we appreciate you for doing that. And, of course, that's why you are an honorary Geek of the Week. Geeks of the Week this week are Adam Cox, Rockin' Ron Runyon, Cobras and Fire Podcast, Baco, Simon Cat, David Glenn, Pantheon Podcast, Mark Alden Taylor, Mark and Jerry BS Sessions, John Phillips, Thunder Fuckin' the Deadly Romantics, Matt Porter, Aaron Baker, Mike Parnell, Jeffrey Mendenhall, Sit and Spin with Joe, Al Horta, Keith Rockford, Shane Abair, Jeff Taylor, J.J. McElhenney, Steve, Lil, Lil, Lil Willie, A to Z, Doug Fox, M.J. Connelyone, Mikhail Burrell, Oladio, Ernesto Aguiar, Kevin's on Fire, Vet Halen, Kristen Schimbeck, David, Kathy, Scott Crouch, and as always, the Mooger. The Mooger. Fooger. <laughs> I tried. Really had to drag out the F on that one. <laughs> Fooger. <laughs> I tried to match you. We're getting worse and worse at this. We got to get back that together one. where we're hanging out in the same room again. Maybe you ought to buy this house that's going for sale next door. Ooh, that's not That would be something, huh? Ooh. <laughs> Our wives would hate it. <laughs> yeah, we'd both end up divorced and living in the same house. <laughs> the wives would just move in together and make us live over yeah. here or something. <laughs> we'd both turn into gay couples. <laughs> well, I don't know about all that. But <laughs> I know. I'm just, I love you, but I don't love you. Right. So here we are. It's the Decibel Geek Podcast. A few weeks ago, we did the uh, the best of 2021 where we looked back in the past and picked out all the best albums. We shared them with you. You guys have given us great response to when we do stuff like that. You know, we have a lot of fun doing this show. We really enjoyed sharing our adventures from Florida with you last week, and we got a lot of great response to that, too, because we just wanted to get on here and kick back and relax and, you know, share our tales of adventure with you, and you guys seem to dig that. 
But this week, we're doing something fun that we always like to do because, like I said, we're an optimistic show. We're always looking to the future. We can't live in the past. We got to know what's coming so we can look forward to it. And, man, Chris, you put together a great list here today, and we're going to go through it, and I'm looking forward to finding out what's in our future. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff coming out this year, and I'm sure we've probably missed a few things putting this list together, but, you know, we did the best we could. Yeah, if there's anything we miss at the end of this, Put it in the show notes because we don't want to miss out either. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just want to get into it. Yeah. I know the first one that I can think of, and I know that it's available for streaming now, and the CD and the physical copies are going to be dropping really, really soon, like within, I think, the next week or so even. So we got to keep our eyes open for it. But I remember last year on albums anticipation episode that we did, I said the one thing I want out of 2021 is a new classic 78. Oh, yeah. I love the first one so much that the year it came out, it was my number one Decibel Geek album of the year. And I loved it so much that i just been looking forward every year since to a new one, and it's 2022, and it's finally here. I'm telling you, if you're a KISS fan and you don't know about Classic 78, you're missing out on something huge. And I know I'm weird, and I don't want the stream. I want the physical copy. And as much as it tears my heart in half, like we talked about on Friday Night Live this last week, I'm actually holding off to get the CD so I can listen to the whole thing as it was meant to be as a real album. Because these guys are huge KISS fans. They take it really seriously, and what they do is they pay tribute to Kiss in a way that a lot of these songs I've said, you know, and I stand by it, if you played this for somebody who didn't know any better, you could say, hey, man, have you ever heard this Kiss song? And they'd be like, I've never heard this Kiss song before. It's amazing. So they write songs in the vein of classic Kiss, and they are so good at it. I can't wait to hear the new album. No, they're the, the, I've just listened to the samples because I want to buy the physical product too. But yeah, I mean, I they've like really got it down as far as even even the vocals, which is the hardest part to get down. But uh, they do a great job at mimicking that '70s, you know, Kiss vibe, and especially with the production and everything, it sounds just like Eddie Kramer produced it. And you know, one of my favorite drummers, Charlie Benante from Anthrax, is the drummer on this, which is incredible. And you know, he can play some Peter Chris style stuff because that's what he listened to growing up. Huge Kiss fan. Yep. Yeah. He, uh, I'm. I'm looking forward to getting the record. And like, there's not a lot in the Kiss world that I get excited about these days, but this is definitely one. You of them. You know, that's funny. You know, it's funny that in 2022 you get more excited about stuff that Classic '78 is doing than you are about anything Kiss is doing. Well, Kiss ain't putting a record no. out. No, <laughs> and if they did, I don't think it'd probably be as good as what these guys are doing. Honestly, probably not. I mean i I think it uh, I think it it could be cool. I'm I'm looking forward to listening to the whole thing. Yeah, if you love Kiss, this stuff's got the spirit, man. You gotta love it. And then another Kiss related thing that uh, our friend Phil Schaus is involved in is this Car Jam Twenty One project. Oh, yeah. Did uh, Did you hear about this? I th- I think I heard something about it last year. What is it like a tribute album with a bunch of really cool people on it? Yeah, it was, uh, it's, you know, kind of a tribute to Eric Carr. And I think his family's behind this. They, I know they did it through a Kickstarter and, um, it's got, uh, like dragon, you know, from backyard babies and the helicopters and, you know, Jesper, uh, Lindgren from velvet insane, Ryan Roxy's on this. I think the lead singer from uh, DAD is on it too. Yeah. Je- Jesper yeah, Benzer is part of yeah. it too. So it's it's kind of like a European thing, but you know Phil Schaus is on here too. But uh, I you know I I need to buy it, and I'm I'm very late getting back to Phil Schaus because he asked me about. It. We need to get Phil on the show to talk about this because it's a really cool project, and uh, I you know anything honoring Eric Carr, you know Aaron and I are always all about. You know that's right. Yeah, so I'm I'm definitely excited to hear that. I think that's already come out. Um, another one that already came out was the new Steve Vai album and Violate. I still need to give it a full listen all the way through. I've just kind of skimmed through it. Uh, did you see the guitar that Steve Vai released this uh, a couple of weeks ago? No. Oh, my God. The the, the guitar, it's, it's like Rick Nielsen couldn't even come up with this guitar. It's so insane. And 
It even has its own Twitter page. Is it crazier <laughs> than the giant three-necked heart guitar from back in the day? It's crazier than that. Wow. I got to go look it's, at this thing. Yeah, I'm trying to see if I can pull it up while we record. But it was, it's, it's, and I'm sure it's more of like a, it's kind of more of just a, you know, a thing for PR, but it's got, it's got three necks on it, but it's got like all these crazy switches and stuff on it. But, uh, I, I just, I love Steve Vai and like, yeah, he, he does get kind of weird on some of his stuff, but I get the impression that a little bit of what I heard off of this, there's a little bit more hard rock in this stuff. So I'm excited for it, but yeah, Steve Vai and Violated, it came out this month here in January. And then uh, the other one I'm excited about was uh, Tony Martin's Thorns that came out Wait recently. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. I just looked up the picture of the Steve Vai guitar. It looks like a you dragon. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? With three necks on it. Man, that's badass. Yeah. it's There's even a whole like a full video showing all the features of it and stuff. It's got all kinds of switches and stuff on it. It's wild. I got to check that out. That's pretty damn cool. Yeah. I just love the ambition behind it. I think it's great. And there's a, a song, one of the songs called Teeth of the Hydra just came out, which I don't know if that's a nod to Mark Bolin with the Get It On, but uh, it's uh, it's really cool. So I, is, I, it, I, I, is it like just an instrumental album? I think so, yeah. Everything I heard was instrumental. So I'd um, like to see him get back into a really good band again. I'd like to see him and Roth do a record again. Oh, man, that would be so cool. But yeah, I mean, Vi always just does instrumental stuff. But uh, um, I'm I'm excited to hear the whole thing and really give it some time. But uh, he's touring this year, and uh, I think he's coming to Nashville in October, or November. Right on. We got a lot of good shows coming back around here. Yeah, but uh, and then also Tony Martin's Thorns came out, which has a good a good bit of that you know '80s Sabbath vibe that he brought with Headless Cross. Shoot, yeah, I got to pick that up. So, yeah, I'm going to be ordering that soon. Um, love what I've heard off of that one. So those are the ones that have already been released, but then everything else on here um, is at least coming out as of when we record this on February 1st. So we got some stuff that puts us off to a really good start in 2022. What else we got coming up? Well, I mean, Anthrax is supposed to release a new record this year. Um, it's been the, a it, long time, hasn't it? Yeah, For All Kings, I think, was 2016. That's right, because we were talking about that, I think, on a new noise not too long ago, about how they were saying that they really, really wanted to have the enjoyment of the luxury of being able to sit on it for a minute. Like, back in the day, they'd be like, new album, new album, new album. You know, you tour, you make a new album. Then you tour, you make a new album. You know, get in there, get it done. But nowadays... There's no record labels coming down on Anthrax because the demand for the new album is so massive that the world can't wait. We got to get it out there and make a ton of money off of it. You know, it's not the late 80s anymore. So Anthrax, like many bands nowadays, have the luxury to take their time with stuff. And, you know, if that means waiting a little bit longer for it, I still think it's worth it. You know, if, if they can come out with something that they are totally happy with then there should be no excuses and it should be good. And if it's not, then, then you got to look at your favorite bands and go, okay, guys, what the hell? You know, you've had all this time to do it and make it exactly the way you want it. And it's not very good. What's going on here. So if they can take the time and come out with an amazing album, I'm good with that. It's been too long anyway. I'm excited for another anthrax. I hope, hopefully it'll, uh, surpass for all Kings. I was a little kind of iffy on that record. I thought worship music was better. But uh, we'll see how that goes. And then uh, Guns N' Roses is supposed to release the Hard School EP on February 25th. I mean, I'm sure you heard the title track, right? Yeah. So are these just Axl Rose leftover songs from Chinese Democracy? Kind of. I mean, it's. I don't get the impression that this is going to like have a lot of like brand new material on it. And I think the I even think the song Hard School goes back to the 90s possibly wow i don't i'm not sure although i did love that song i thought that was a great song see what i don't understand about that is you know slash still has the ability to do his stuff and write some pretty damn good songs duff mckagan still comes out with new music writes great songs so why can't the three of them get together and come out with some new good songs well i know that Slash has mentioned in interviews that they have done some original stuff that is going to come out, but who knows when. And I'm looking at it now. 
Absurd and Hard School were actually they. You're right. They were both written during Chinese democracy sessions. So uh, that'll be and, and like Absurd used to be called Silkworms. And if they weren't good enough for Chinese democracy, I don't know. I, don't know. I guess that's one of them deals. Like actually, you probably had you know 250 songs. And it took so many years to come on with that album. Who knows what the track listing changed between when it finally came out to when it began. Maybe there was some stuff worth revisiting. I mean, if it really sucked, I mean, Duff and Slash, I think, would say, we don't want to do this song. This is not good. I love the song Hard School, but, like, I don't know. Guns N' Roses has kind of taught me not to expect much. I mean, I just, even with Use Your Illusion, that could have been one album. They could have cut a lot of fat off that album. I mean, when you get down to it, I think Appetite's their only great, complete record to me. I think they're a little bit overrated, personally. Yeah, but the power of Appetite for Destruction, you know, that's that's something strong. You know, that album is so good that even if it's their only great album, it's such a great album. Guns N' Roses is always talked about when you talk about the greatest hard rock bands of all time. And it's off the strength of the one album, really. Yeah, well, it's, I mean possibly the best debut album ever made yeah it's a perfect album i can listen to the whole thing i've heard welcome to the jungle a million times but when it comes onto the radio i jam on it yeah you can't help it yeah another one um which you know and this this band's also a little iffy on me with their original material hailstorm has a new record coming out um but you know lizzie hale's hyping it up a lot in her instagram post saying that it's a real beast and some of the heaviest stuff they've done. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, I, I do like some of their stuff, though. Yeah, I like some Hailstorm. That's one of those bands I feel like I need to do, put more of an investment into really checking out their stuff, like pick up a few of their albums and really give it a try because people all over the world love it, you know. And to me, I don't know if it's just that, you know, I got to a certain age where I wasn't really relying on the radio to turn me on to new stuff. When they were on the rise, they were just kind of something I'd heard of. But anytime I, I hear it, I dig it. So maybe that's something I need to really dig into. Maybe I get this new album, check it out, fall in love with it, and go back and check out all the rest. I like some of their stuff. It's like I said, they're very hit and miss with their original material. Obviously, their covers their are cover amazing. albums are awesome because yeah. they pick all the best songs to cover and then cover them in ways they're like really good at taking a song that might be like kind of poppy and turn it yeah. into a metal song that's badass, you know. And then they're covering Skid Row and bands like that. I mean, come on, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, their cover of uh, Dissident Aggressor by Priest yes. is one of my favorites. I oh, love that one. So good. I love that. Maybe it's the production, you know? Maybe they need, like, somebody that's going to make them sound like what Michael Wagner could do with a band. See, that's a band I would have loved to see Michael Wagner get into the studio and mm-hmm. see what an album would sound like if he got done with them. Yeah, I could have heard that. Um, and then another one coming out, um, it'll probably be out by the time you hear this, but Corn's uh, Requiem comes out. I know not everyone on that listens to the show is a big Corn fan, but I grew up listening to Corn, so... Um, they did put up one track out off of this. I think it's called Forgotten, and I really enjoyed that one. And it did have a bit more of the original band vibe to it, so I'm optimistically hoping that this Corn record I'll really, really like. Right on. And I was never the hugest fan of Corn, but you know, when I'm listening to heavy metal, when I'm listening to Slayer, when I'm listening to SOD and the the heavy suicidal tendencies, throw some Corn in the mix on that too. You know, if I'm in a headbanging mood. I love corn, but that's one of the things you got to be in the right mood for, you know. But I mean, they, and I'm, I'm weird. Where like you know the original drummer David Silvera, they don't have him in the band. They got Ray Luzier, who's an amazing drummer, yeah, one of the best. And like technically, Barry's David Silvera as a drummer, but there's something about the snap type of drumming that David Silvera brought to the band in the early days that I'm still missing on their newer records, so we'll see how they do with this one. Yeah, well, um, that's kind of like Steven Adler versus anybody else that's ever drummed for GNR. That's right. There's something special about Steven Adler. He's not the guy you'd want putting on a drum clinic, but there's something mm-hmm. special about what he does with that band. Yeah, sometimes the the right guy just fits. Yeah. So, uh, And then Megadeth... Um, They've already they've already named their new record. It hasn't been the d- release date hasn't been announced, but it's going to be called "The Sick, the Dying, and the Dead." The 2020 story. 
Yeah, I was going to say, what do you think of that title? Yeah, I think it was written during a pandemic. Yeah, it sounds like it, doesn't it? Yeah, it sure does. Always look forward to new Megadeth, though. Yeah, uh, I'm still kind of bummed Ellison's not in the band anymore. But Yeah, uh, he kind of got done dirty in that deal a little bit, I think. I thought it got blown way out of proportion. For sure. But, uh, not enough um, to, you know, it makes you got to think that, you know, maybe it was something like, oh, here's the excuse we need to get rid of David, you know, because it was a, yeah. a grasp at straws, you know, two adults doing adult things that you maybe now shouldn't be doing, but nothing illegal about it. And then it gets blown up into this huge thing where then all of a sudden he's lost his job and all that. But he's bouncing back pretty good. He's done some really cool stuff since being done with Megadeth, including that Lucid album. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you guys are a fan of David Ellison, Lucid, they got that new album out. Go check that out. It's really good. Yeah. And then uh, Metallica keeps talking about putting out a record this year, but uh, we'll see if that actually pans out. What do you what do you think about a new Metallica record? I'm cool with that, too. You know, Metallica has been on kind of a roll. You know, they've the last few things they've done have been pretty damn good, you know, to come out of the 90s and the weird stuff they were doing to be what they do now, where it's heavy and it's more reminiscent of like old school Metallica. I don't have any complaints on any of the stuff they've come out in the last, you know, in the last many years now, I guess it's been, you know, death magnetic. I love that, man. Thought the whole thing was really good. So yeah, if Metallica's coming out with new music, probably going to dig it. A lot of this stuff already, I can see, you know, like if uh, GNR comes out with something new, pretty good chance it might be on my top 10 at the end of the year. Anthrax comes out with something new, pretty good chance, you know, Metallica, definitely Megadeth. Yeah. I'd like to, you know, I mean, I really liked Hardwired to Self-Destruct. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, it was, I thought they kind of eclipsed what I expected them to. So same. Yeah. I'd, I'd be excited to hear a new Metallica record. And then, uh, another big one that I think some people are a little scared about, um, considering what the last one was, is the, the next Ozzy Osbourne record. I, we know it's in production now, yeah. uh, cause there's been talk about, you know, all the guest appearances on it, like, uh. I, I do know Zach's being brought back to play guitar on most of it, but also Tony Iommi's supposed to appear on it and several other g special guests. So I don't know what do you, what do you think about Ozzy doing another record? I'm way more excited about this one than I than I was for the last one because this one seems like the special guests he's getting on it are all guitar players. You know, he's getting mm -hmm. good guitars. Jeff Beck plays on a song on it, even. You know, oh, so. Really? I think it's it's pretty cool, you know. I'm looking forward to this one because I mean, if you got Zach Wild involved, it's got to rock. If you're getting Tony Iommi in there, it's going to be badass. They ain't going to be weird post Maloneish type songs, I don't think. This one's going to be a little more guitar orientated, and that's that's how I like my Ozzy. So yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. You know what? Ozzy's probably not going to be with us for, you know. Look, I mean, come on. I, all these guys, the legends, they're getting older, man. We better appreciate the music we're getting from them while we can. And you know what? Kudos to Ozzy for keeping it going. You know, he knows he's at the last, you know, the last inning of the lifetime. So mm -hmm. instead of sitting back and going, okay, well, I'm just going to ride it out, he's trying to pad his legacy with more music, you know, and the more Ozzy music in the world, the better world it is. So, yeah, keep him coming while you can, Ozzy. I'll keep buying him. Yeah, and I think that, I don't know that he's going to do much more touring. I don't really buy into the fact that he's going to get out there and tour anymore. And I, I think that's more of a Sharon thing, but I think getting in the studio and creating music, I think that's an Aussie thing. Yeah. So I think I, I, my hat's off to him. The fact that we're still getting Ozzy Osbourne music in 2022 is amazing. I love it. You know? I love it. See, that's optimism right there. That's something to look yeah. forward to and look around you and go, you know what? There's a lot of crazy shit going on in this world but we're still getting Ozzy albums, so it can't be all that bad. Yeah, definitely. And then an, another one that's uh, coming out in April on April 25th, uh, and I'm more excited after hearing the first single, is uh, Scorpions with this album called Rock Believer. Did you hear the yeah. song Peacemaker that, that, that they put out? Yeah, it's awesome. It sounds like old school Scorpions. It's so cool, man. I'm really looking forward to this album, too. You know, when I was young, I wasn't a big Scorpions fan. All I really knew was Rocky Like a Hurricane. And mm. that song's badass, but you hear it a million times, and that's the only thing you ever hear. And then, you know, of course, then Winds of Change comes, and I go, oh, okay, that's why I don't like the Scorpions. <laughs> but then I when I got so. older, 
and we started doing this show, you know, and Decibel Geek really changed my life. You know, it really opened me up to trying different things and going back and, you know, giving a band like the Scorpions another try and realizing, you know what, this is a band I never really gave a real fair shake to. You know, I never deep dove in. So then I started looking at albums like Blackout and, you know, like some of them classic ones from the 70s, Animal Magnetism, you know, That's Taken crazy. by Force. There's, man, so much good stuff in the Scorpions discography that I go back and I go, holy shit, you know, there's a lot of amazing stuff here. I totally missed the boat on this band. So then jump back into real time and they're still coming out with great albums. And this one, if the the song I heard already is any any barometer of what this is going to be, I'm super excited for it, man. They've captured something good. Hopefully, the whole rest of the album is like that. I mean, man, look at the day and age we live in. You know, you got Judas Priest coming out with some of their best albums. You got Scorpions coming out with some of their best stuff. It's hard not to be optimistic. Well, and it, and it's a silly thing, but like I love the cover of this album. Have you seen the cover? Uh uh-uh. uh. It's like this, and it's it's very simple. But like this is what rock bands miss out on, is like don't go overboard with all the kind of CGI graphics and stuff. It's just basically an image of a woman with like a red veil over her face, and she's got her mouth wide open, and she's got like the a uh, tattoo of a scorpion on her tongue, and it's just it's very simple, but it it looks like a classic Scorpions album to me. That's awesome. I'm like just. That's the way it should be done. And I know album covers are kind of pointless this day and age because everything's on the size of your phone, but I think it's cool that they're they're going that route with it. Um, an, another one that's coming out, I and I'm like, I'm not the biggest fan of the singer in this band, but uh, musically they always put out really solid stuff. Slash featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators come out with four on February 11th. Are, are you excited for this one? Oh, so that's where all the potential new Guns N' Roses songs went. Oh, to Axel Kennedy? I guess so. Slash, like, <laughs> man, I got all these songs, but I'm not going to give them to Axel. He ain't going to listen to them anyway. I'm going to put them on my own album. That's possible. I mean, these guys have been successful together for a long time. You know, yeah, Miles Kennedy, I don't know either. Something about it. I just... Don't register with me. I mean, I wish he'd go get the guy from it's five o'clock somewhere that Eric Dover. I wish they'd bring yeah. him back. But yeah. Slash works likes working with Miles Kennedy. They've been doing this for a long ass time now. I know they got an awesome drummer and a great bass player that I love a lot. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, it's it's good stuff. They get a lot of mainstream press though, because when I was putting this list together, I was like. There was some like some big mainstream media outlets like reporting about like this is one of the most anticipated albums of the year. And I'm like, really? Slash's new record? But like, okay. But then again, if you look at it like, oh, well, write all the nice articles you want about them, but are any of the new rock stations playing new Slash no. music? No, uh-huh. you don't ever hear it. So how media darling can they be if they're not being pushed on regular radio? I just think Slash with all the long hair and the top hat has become kind of a cultural icon. Right, yeah. You don't have to hear it on the radio or anything. You just know who it is by looking at it, and that's the draw, the legend of Slash, you know, come see tonight, live and in concert. Yeah, that's probably the case. And then another one that I could go either way on because you never know what you're going to get, and and you're more of a fan than me, but Smashing Pumpkins are supposed to release a new record this year. What do you think about that? It's always tough with the Smashing Pumpkins, especially nowadays. You know, the last few things they came out with, and when they were new, I wasn't a Smashing Pumpkins fan, but then as I got a little older, I learned to kind of appreciate them more, realize that Billy Corgan was a Kiss fan, so that it comes from there somewhere. And there's moments where you get some of that good hard rock and stuff out of the, out of the Smashing Pumpkins, but nowadays it seems rarer and rarer. And I watch Billy Corgan's wrestling show, and he uses all these great hard rock songs, you know, for the intros and everything. And the Smashing Pumpkins have the ability to rock and write really great rock songs. But a lot of times what you get is a lot of mix of like ambient music with disco beats and Billy Corrigan sounding gloomy. And, you know, it's like the last album, I think I listened to it and was like, eh, 
There's three pretty good songs on here. Nothing outstanding, but the rest of it's all weird and strange, and I don't like it, you know? I wish they would do one time. Like, Billy Corgan is a very, very good guitarist, but nobody ever talks about Billy Corgan when it comes to, like, the greatest guitarists. I would like to see Billy Corgan come out and prove the, what do they call them? The, oh, you'd have to listen to Torpedo Dudes. The Tool Bag Haters. Is that what it was? <laughs> I think so, yeah. What was it? I, I, I had to pull oh, the you don't remember? Back. All right, never, never dirty mind. Tool Bag Haters. Dirty Tool Bag Trash Talker. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> That's such an inside joke. That we couldn't even pull it off. So you'll have to listen to the new episode of the Torpedo Dudes if you want to know what the hell we're even talking about. Smash Pumpkins, they have the ability to rock. Sometimes they do. Yeah. Well, another one coming out this year that uh, I'm a little... I'm I'm excited for it based off the title track that's already got released last November is Saxon with Carpe DM. That's coming out this year. Um that uh, actually probably be out by the time you hear this, but, uh, Saxon always known for putting out very solid records. So, uh, I'm excited for this one. Saxon's another one coming out with some of the best albums of their career. Now of all times, you know, at the, uh, the twilight of the entire legacy of Saxon and they're coming out with some of their best stuff. Honestly, the new music that this band has come out with in the last few years stands toe-to-toe with anything they did from their classic eras. Oh, and I'm looking at the Napalm Records website, and you can order Saxon beer glasses and keychains. Oh, nice. Oh. Yeah, See, so nobody would ever brilliant. steal your keys if you had something like that on there. They'd be afraid. They would return the Saxon keychain. Like, sir, no, I found your Saxon keychain. It's over here on the ground. I didn't want to touch it. A Saxon beer glass for 12 bucks. That's not, not bad. bad. Well, it could be worth. Well, it's twelve pounds. I gotta do the conversion rate. You put twelve pounds of beer in it. It looks cool. <laughs> Saxon, one of the one of the better metal logos of all time, too. Oh yeah, for sure. And then uh, and I put great this on album the, covers too. I put this on the list. It's coming out March eighteenth. I know Aaron is gonna have zero interest in this, but in my college days, I liked this band, and the two songs they've put out so far off this record sound just like their ninety stuff. Stabbing Westward is coming out with Chasing Ghosts. Do you remember Stabbing Westward from the 90s? What was their song? Of course. I mean, I worked on radio. Uh, they had a, a big hit. was called Save Yourself. Save Yourself. Yep, yep. I remember that. That was pretty good, I guess. It was kind of industrial metal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but more poppy, kind of industrial pop rock, I guess you would call it. I guess back in the early 2000s, that was pretty big on radio. I do remember them a lot. I loved them in college. It just, it, it, you know, it was a different time. Different stuff was kind of the big thing of the day, but they were, they were a really solid band. And, you know, when I saw that they were putting a new record out, I was like, well, what is this going to sound like? Is this going to be them trying to be hipstery? But I listened to the two songs they put out and I'm like, they sound straight up like their 90 stuff. So I was like, well, I'll probably buy this because it, I used to jam on this stuff back in uh, in college, so I'm kind of excited for it. Right on. I'm not going to hate on it. Stabbing Westward was one of those bands that were kind of better than the rest of the crap I had to play back then. They were pretty good. I tell um, you, the only thing I really know about Stabbing Westward is that their third album, I forget what it's called, but they had a guitarist on there named Derek Hawkins. He played on there uncredited, but if you do the research online, you'll find that he played on that album. So the first time I go to see Ace Frehley in Nashville, this is like the second time I've ever seen Ace Frehley. He's got his band out there, and they're doing the meet and greet after the show. And so they got the band members sitting at the table. Everybody's waiting in line to get Ace Frehley's autograph. So I take a Lynch Bob CD, and I flip it to Anthony Esposito. And then I take that Stabbing Westward CD, and I slide it to Derek Hawkins, and I slap down my marker. And he was blown away <laughs> that I had brought that for him to autograph. And I had all three of them guys have something to sign. because, And it worked out great because everybody's waiting in line to meet Ace. Nobody was really paying much attention to those guys. But I came up and I especially surprised him with having that Stabbing Westward CD. And you know what? I listened to that one. There's a few good songs on that one. It's not bad. Uh, you, you know, you totally made his day. For I know that. I did. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I actually did the research, found the CD, and... 
paid attention to those guys, you know, it was like, hey, you know, I knew that Ace Frehley had a great band back then, you know, Ace Frehley's always got a great band, and I knew who they were, and I was a, I was a decibel geek before there was such a thing. <laughs> That's right. And then an, another thing I noticed putting this list together, um, Weezer apparently is set to, to release four albums this year. Wow. Now, that could go either way. Because, you know, they release a lot of eclectic stuff. Sometimes they do the hard rock thing, but other times they'll go way off track with it. So who knows what that's going to turn out like. Hey, who do these guys think they are? King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard or something? Well, I think they're scheduled to release at least three. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be a year if not, but yeah, I guess that's one of them things, too. You release four albums, there's got to be a couple of songs in there that are good, right? I mean, if you just release everything... Well, I saw an interesting thing, and like, and we're not going to get into the whole Joe Rogan, Neil Young thing, but it was interesting because of the, the Spotify, you know, there's been all this stuff about people pulling their stuff off Spotify. Yeah. Um, like, Weezer left their stuff up, but apparently Rivers Cuomo from Weezer started his own streaming service called Weezify, and it's basically everything he's ever recorded since 1979, and it's on their own streaming service. Huh. Yeah. Now, if I was a huge Weezer fan, I might be interested in something like that. Like, yeah, I mean, you'd, you'd be in heaven. Like if there was a <laughs> ugly kid Joify. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> you know, if there was something like that and it was like stuff that was never released before and you could get that and listen to it at like a radio station. Mm. You know, especially if like the band members got on and DJed once in a while. But I mean, as as a music as music consumers, I think we're hitting a golden age where other people realize it or not. You know, you've got the streaming services, but like it's almost like music has been devalued so much that I think you're going to get more artists that just release everything because yeah. of this. So you know, for those of us that love it, we're going to enjoy it. And the other thing too is you look at a band like Weezer releasing four albums. We're in an age where quantity is almost more important than quality. So, I mean, in the long run, it's better, I guess, if your favorite band releases four albums. Well, that's four albums worth of music you didn't have before, you know? And so, right. like Spotify, like every... Like, I remember a couple of years ago, that guy was saying, well, you just need to release more albums. And everyone was like, man, fuck that. How was he going to tell the artists, you know, this and that? But as consumers... Hey, you know, like I'm telling Ozzy, keep them coming, you know, while you can. And a lot of these other bands, you know, if it's if it's a the time of quantity, then, you know, that's good for us because that's the more we can choose from because everybody likes different things. So Metallica might release a song that you love that I hate. Well, they released four albums, so, you know, there's plenty to love and hate on it for everybody. Right. And then... um on February 11th, I know one you're excited for, Jizzy Pearl's Love Hate is going to release Hell, California. Nice. Yeah. Jizzy Pearl's busy, man. They got the new Quiet Riot album coming out, too. Yeah, that's also on the list. That's uh, it hasn't. They haven't released a title or a date yet, but I do know that that's in the works, that we're going to get new Quiet Riot music. Now, I don't know if Rudy's going to be a part of it, but uh, hopefully he is. I would sure hope so, you know, because yeah. Rudy adds to the equation just about in anything he's ever been a part of. So that'd be cool, too. And the last Jizzy Pearl's Love Hate album that came out a few years ago, that was right up at the top of my list for the top album of that year, too. And uh, I loved it. It was a great album. There wasn't a bad song on it. I'm a huge fan for Jizzy Pearl. You know, what can I say? Anything he comes out with, I'm probably going to dig it. But he never lets me down, so it's a it's a good thing. It's a good situation for everybody. So he's calling it Jizzy Pearl's Love Hate, so who owns the name? I don't know. I don't know how that all works. In I guess he doesn't, though, if he's calling it that, right? Because, well, because he, for years, just released solo albums, you know? So maybe there's there's some brand recognition in his name. As much nowadays, you know, people probably know Jizzy Pearl as much as they know Love Hate. You know, it's not like Love Hate's a, a household name or anything. So maybe you put both names to it so that, you know, you get the Jizzy fans that know about it. And I guess the old school Love Hate fans. I have no idea, you know, because like I said, that last album was killer. But I don't know how it works with the name. 
a uh, couple others that um i'm just i'm i'm looking forward to checking them out i don't know how great they're going to be or not uh, crowbar has zero and below i love kirk weinstein crowbar stuff's very hit and miss for me some of their stuff i really like some of their are you a crowbar fan at all uh i don't think so i think the stuff that i've heard maybe i've liked but never enough to make me really dive in yeah. on them it's i mean it's more of like a doom metal sound yeah um Ty Tabor, um, you know, came from King's X. King's X also supposedly going to release a record this year, but we'll see how that goes. Nice. Ty Tabor always does good solo stuff too, though. Yeah, he's done a, like, there's also a thing called Jelly Jam that he put out with Rod, Rod Morgenstein from Winger playing drums. That's really cool. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Ty always puts out cool stuff. Another young band. Well, I guess they're not really young anymore, but uh, Night Demon, Year of the Demons, coming out on uh, March 25th. Have you checked out any Night Demon so far? No, uh-uh. I don't know about the Night Demon. Kind of like an old school, early Deano, Sab- or Deano Maiden type sound. Okay, so it's he, what uh, they call that, the, the new wave of classic new wave British of metal? Cl- yeah, new wave of classic heavy metal or whatever you yeah, call it. Um, right but on. yeah, they're... They're really cool. Um, another one I'm interested in for selfish reasons, just because I'm a Leslie West fan. There's going to be a legacy, a tribute to Leslie West album coming out. I don't know the lineup, but I'm interested to see who's going to play on that. Yeah, a lot of good guitarists, I would guess. I would think so. I've become, even in this year, really, since 2022, maybe the end of 2021, I become a huge Leslie West fan, and it's because you talking about Mountain and then you know playing me some of that more obscure stuff, and going, "Wow, man, this band is a lot more than just Mississippi Queen," you know? Oh yeah. Then I start looking in Leslie West, and I find like he's done a bunch of solo stuff. He's done other stuff with Mountain. Then he's like revived Mountain years later. He's got a discography a mile long, and in just it's just in one of those streaks in the last month, I've been finding all kinds of Leslie West stuff, and mm. pretty much everything I hear, I love. Yeah, incredible guitar player. Yeah, amazing yeah. guy, amazing musician and songwriter, and mm-hmm. yeah, if you guys don't know about Leslie West and you're a fan of '70s rock, and this guy's been around all these years, he passed away. What? couple years ago yeah i think about two years ago yeah and it's a shame because i didn't become a fan of this guy until after he was gone because now it'd be like man what it'd be like to have leslie west on the show but yeah definitely i recommend checking out some leslie west especially if you're a fan of of classic rock you know Mm -hmm. yeah mountain this guy they need to be playing more of this guy on the radio instead of just mississippi queen yeah, Mountain had a lot of great songs. I mean, they, they you know, and Felix Papalardi, the bass player, very influential bass player. Yeah. Those of you that are Kiss fans listening, Gene Simmons got a lot of his sound from Felix Papalardi, so check that out. Um, also coming out this year, uh, Aldo Nova has two records coming out this year. He's got an EP coming out uh, in early April, and then called The Life and Times of Eddie Gage, and then uh, Aldo Nova 2.0 Reloaded, coming out April 22nd. So uh, I don't know what you think of Aldo, Aldo Nova, but I know that uh, he had an album called Blood on the Bricktops that came out in the early 90s that got very much overlooked, but actually was a hit, I think, in Canada. Yeah. But uh, actually pretty talented artist, even though Paul Taylor doesn't like him. I always remember seeing pictures of Aldo Nova in my aunt's, old like hip parader magazines they always yeah. had less paul and he kind of reminded me ace fraley a little bit you know the, like the way he would get his picture taken and stuff it was like he was mimicking ace was like i never knew who he was and then he had again what was his, what was his big hit song i know i fantasy. know fantasy fantasy yeah you know so i mean that's a pretty good song it's a great song I really, that's another one too. I've never, ever given Aldo Nova a real chance. And a lot of times when I see his CDs, I pass them up and I probably shouldn't. Well, I mean, that Blood on, Blood on the Brick Tops album from, I think it's from 1990. I think you would like that one. But like, he, although he's, he's kind of more infamous for being kind of a prick, but also yeah. um, gave uh, Bon Jovi his big break. I think uh, Bon Jovi's first couple tours were opening for Aldo Nova. So it's, uh, that was, uh, he was, a he, he kind of helped bring other people in, but, yeah. uh, yeah, putting out two records this year. So that should be interesting. He's big in Canada. I know that. Yeah, I do know that. And then, uh, Udo Dirk Schneider is putting out my way on 
uh, April 22nd. I think this is a covers record. Yeah, it is a covers album, and I'm looking forward to it. There's some interesting stuff on there. Udo does some of the, I don't know, the covers that seem like everybody does. But then there's yeah. some other stuff on there that seems pretty interesting that I'd like to hear him sing. So, yeah, that's yeah. I'm looking forward to that one, too. Um, Zinni Zan. Zinni Zan. Shotgun Messiah. The original singer from Shotgun Messiah? He's putting out lullabies for the masses on May 20th. Wow. Zinni Zan, the original lead singer from Shotgun Messiah. So that could... uh, that could go either way. We'll see how that goes. I, I want to he, hear it. I want to know what it's like. I mean, I'm a huge Shotgun Messiah fan, but I was always more of a Tim Scold guy. Oh, me too. But that first album's still pretty good. No, I love the first record. But also, he did do a thing called Zan Clan a few years ago that was actually really good. Yeah. So there, this could have some potential. So hmm. that's why I put it on the list. I'm intrigued. And then uh, June 3rd is a big day for Aaron Camaro because Gwar is going to put out the new Dark Ages. Yes. <laughs> the follow-up to the disc with no name. <laughs> you talk about this one because I have no idea. I really don't either. I know All I know <laughs> is that Guar's coming out with a new album, and I am ready for it. And, you know, it's always tough when, like, the iconic front man of a band dies. It's hard to replace that, you know. But I think Guar's gone about it in about the best possible ways you can. You know, you got a classic member of the band come back step into the role. He didn't dress like Odorous Urungus. He come up with his own thing. Kiss. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> so it's not like he was trying to rip off the fans or trying to masquerade as something he wasn't. Guar is what they've always been with a new twist, but the spirit is there and the respect for the legacy of the band is still there. I'm proud of Guar for continuing on after the death of Dave Brocky because I honestly thought, you know, well, if he's dead, it's over. Right. But they've done some really great stuff since then, and I'm happy that Guar has continued on. And at first I thought, you know, when when they first talked about the band continuing, I thought, well, how can they really? But they've surprised me and totally won me over, and I'm with the new Guar. They ain't even the new Guar anymore. They're just Guar. Yeah, I'm ready for the return of Sleazy P. Martini. Amen to that. Bring back <laughs> Sleazy. We should start a petition online. I friended him on Facebook recently. That's who we should get at Rockin' Pod. <laughs> in the full get-up and everything. Shit, yeah, dude. People would love to see Sleazy P. Martini in the whole deal. That would be cool. Oh, hell yeah. We can smoke crack with him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, another old reliable act that always puts out good material. Clutch is scheduled to put another record out this year. I'm excited for that. Nice. It's always a good year whenever you get new Clutch music. I'm down with that. Yeah. Uh, Judas Priest, I mean, I might be tentative putting this on the list, but they are working on new material right now. So if they can follow up Firepower, uh, that's going to be a hell of a thing to, to top for sure. Yeah, yeah, because Firepower was so good. That was the year that we both agreed on the number one album of the year, and there was no oh, question yeah. about it that it was Judas Priest. To top that is going to be something. So yeah. if you can match it, I'm cool with that too. Yeah, I still go back to that record a lot. Me too. Um, Chibs Enough uh, putting out Perfectly Imperfect on Frontiers on March 18th. Uh, first single already came out, Heaven in a Bottle, with a video and everything. Yeah. What do you think about Chip doing a solo record? You know, this is the fun thing about when we do Friday night live streams, when we do the Friday night live, if you guys are available on Friday nights and and you pay attention to our Facebook page and you see when the announcements come up, we're getting to kind of like every other Friday where we like to do a Friday night live. And it's always fun because we interact with you, the Decibel Geek listener, you know, the the friends of the show. We all get together, we talk, we, we do tournaments, we have all kinds of fun. And everybody here knows me, I'm a huge fan of Enough's Enough. Well, I was so far out of the loop that I didn't even know that Chip's Enough had a new solo album coming out, and I didn't even know he had a new song and video already out. But my friends on Friday Night Live <laughs> let me know about that, and then as soon as the show was over, I went and checked it out. It sounds like Enough's Enough. You know, and that's yeah. because, like Chris said, we talked about that night. 
it's an old Donnie V song. <laughs> right. But that's okay. You know, there's a million of them in the, in the, the, the vault. So <laughs> go back and keep digging out of there. A lot of great songs probably never got finished. And if you can use them and make them great, then do it. And new yeah. chips enough, I'm buying it. I don't even have to hear none of it. I already know I'm buying it because I love enough's enough. I love chips enough. And I want to see these guys keep putting out music again for the millionth time. I understand why Donnie V and chips enough do not do things together in the same room. I wish they could, but whatever, as long as they're each coming out with music, neither one of them is ever going to be quite as good as enough's enough, but they'll each be damn close. And that's good enough for me. Yeah. And another one that uh, has been in the works for a while. Um, I think it will come out this year because I think these guys started working together again is uh, David Ellison and Jeff Scott Soto are doing a thing called Ellison Soto. Uh, I don't know when it's coming out or what it's going to be called, but I do know they've worked on tracks together. It's an interesting mix of two guys, though, because you've got Ellison coming from the thrash world and Jeff Scott Soto kind of coming from the melodic world. So uh, I don't know that this one could be interesting uh, either way. What do you think about this one? Well, and as we've seen with David Ellison with doing the Lucid thing, He's not afraid to stretch out into right. different territory. So if he can come up with something that's going to me- uh, going to mesh well with what Jeff Scott Soto does, I mean, on paper, it looks like a winner to me. Yeah. Be interesting to see who else they get involved in that, like who's going to play guitar. Yeah. And then one that I, I think a lot of us have been waiting for, the new hardcore superstar called Abracadabra is uh, coming out March 25th. Never been let down by these guys. They always put out solid stuff. I think they put a single out already, but, uh, you know, I'm always happy to hear new material from them. Man, there's bands like Hardcore Superstar, and like I said, they've been around for a minute, but as far as, you know, everybody knowing about them, they're still kind of an underground thing. If you're a fan of old-school rock and you don't know about Hardcore Superstar, again, you're missing out on something really good here, and I highly recommend you go check them out. Yeah, um, we're supposedly going to get new docking music this year. What are your thoughts on that? George Lynch going to play on three songs? Yeah, well, we'll see. On the new album? I don't know. Oh, man, it, I don't know. Uh, auto-tune? Yeah, I, I, I'm, not real that, I'm not really that psyched for this one, personally. Wow, there's studio magic, but, I mean, that's, that's something. You might have to do some studio black magic to make that work. <laughs> yeah, break the Ouija board out. Yeah. Uh, like I mentioned, King's X earlier. Uh, Last in Line supposed to put a new record out this year. Uh, I really like everything I've heard from this band. Yeah, you know, you've got uh, Andrew Freeman on vocals, Vinny Apice on drums. Uh, you know, Vivian Campbell on guitar. So it's essentially Dio with a new vocalist. But uh, I love love everything I've heard from them so far. Yeah, because you know Andrew Freeman respects the hell out of the legacy of Dio, and by doing this, they're paying tribute. And they're doing it in a way that makes you go, well, you know, in some ways, it's kind of like new music from Dio that you can't have because it's in the vein of what Dio did, you know, and and what made him so great. Yeah, I love it. Excited to hear it. I love everything they've done so far. One album that's coming out this year that I can go ahead and say is going to be awesome because we just know they're with their back catalog. Overkill has a new record coming out. You know it's going to be great. Yeah, because they, they do it every couple every two years. <laughs> I think we're on some sort of Overkill clock now, like two minutes mm-hmm. to midnight. We're two minutes to a new Overkill album. And again, here's another band. You think about how long Overkill's been around and all the great albums they've come out with. And if you look at their discography, it's like a mile long. But this is another one of those bands, kind of like Saxon, kind of like Striper, that... In the modern age, now, you think Overkill. Oh, man, when was their best stuff? What, 87? No, I mean, right now, Overkill Mm -hmm. is coming out with their best stuff. As good as the classic is, the last few Overkill albums are some of my favorite out of their entire discography. Like, you listen to it and go, how is this band coming out with their best stuff now? But it's true. No, they're always solid. And then uh, another band that does that too, you know, they've got Todd LaTorre singing for them now, but no Jeff Tate, but Queensryche, you know, always puts out good stuff with him. So uh, they have a new record coming out this year. So I'm excited for that one too. Right on. I can dig it. And then uh, 
you know, it's going to take forever to get a new Rat album, it seems, if we ever get one. Um, but Stephen Pierce, he keeps kind of holding the torch, and he's got an album called Agent Provocateur coming out sometime this year. And I, I really like a lot of Stephen Piercy's solo stuff. What do you think? Yeah, I was going to say, you know, people loved Rat back in the day, you know. And if you think, man, I wish Rat came out with new albums, well, it's few and far in between that they do. But when they do, they're pretty damn good. But to hold you over in the meantime, Stephen Piercy's solo stuff is right up your alley. I mean, if you love Rat, then you're going to dig what he's doing because, I mean, he's Stephen Piercy. He's not going to go and do some weird grunge album or something. He's going to play hard rock, you know. And so if you're a fan of Rat, there's actually a handful of really good Stephen Piercy solo albums that have come out over the years that have really flown under the radar. But if you love Rat, you really owe it to yourself to seek some of that stuff out. So, yeah, if we can't have a new album from a reunited Rat, this is the next best thing. I like the name, Agent Provocateur. Yeah, pretty cool. And then uh, we're getting into the Aaron Camaro favorite section. Oh, yes. I love this. So so, uh, Suicidal Tendencies, supposed to put out a new record this year. Yeah, Suicidal Tendencies coming out with a new album. You got Ugly Kid Joe coming out with a new album. You got Wednesday 13 coming out with a new album. (laughs) This might be the best year ever. Remember a couple of years ago when we said, like, man, this is the worst year ever. With releases like that. We might be looking at the new age of Aquarius. You know, we learned all about that in Florida. It's bullshit, but <laughs> there's no such thing as the age of Aquarius. But we're in the age of kick-ass rock and roll, and those three bands right there, they keep proving it. You know, Suicidal Tendencies, you know exactly what you're getting with them. Ugly Kid Joe have been coming out with amazing albums since they've been back. I might be a little biased. I don't know. But... uh Wednesday 13, one of my all-time favorites. I love it that these great bands, so many of them that we've covered on this list today, are coming out with new stuff, man. It's awesome. Yeah, and then also I read that Winger was supposed to put a new record out. I think I saw Kip was working with Reb on some some stuff this year and Paul Taylor. So oh, wow. Might get a new Winger record this year, too. So uh, you, you kind of got the whole gamut. You know, you've got all kinds of rock and metal being covered so, you know, I can already tell we're going to have a hard fucking time when we get to the end of 2022 trying to pick our best of list. Yeah, if I was just looking at the list that we went through today and had to guess, I could probably pick top 10 out of here without even hearing half of them because so many of my favorites are coming out with new albums this year. That's great. But, you know, as always, we're always going to have newer bands that are going to crop up and, and challenge these older veterans, you know. So it's we kind of picked a lot of the favorites this year, but uh, there's going to be a lot of, you know, new acts that kind of come out of nowhere like they do every year and challenge, which is why I thank you guys for listening to the show because you get turned on to new music through us. Yeah, you get your old favorites, but also there's brand new bands that uh, have every bit as much, you know, power that can uh, pull off this stuff. That's right. And on the other side of that is that we get turned on to new stuff by you. So if you're out there in this coming year and you stumble across something new that you've never heard before and you think is amazing, get on our Facebook page and share it with us all, you know, because we want to keep rock alive. And that's the thing too. Yeah, we, we pay tribute to the legends all the time. You know, we love and respect the hell out of them, but we like to prove that rock and roll is still quality and valuable in 2022. So help us all. Let's get together. Let's all keep our eyes and our ears open for that next great rock band. Because when we did a few weeks ago, the best of 2021, we featured a bunch of new artists. What's going to be the big thing for 2022? I can't wait to find out. Already we got all these bands that we're looking forward to, but don't forget, we got to look forward to discovering new music. And every year we do. So let's keep that tradition alive while we're giving the love to the legends. We're keeping our eyes and our ears open for the good stuff that's new because you know it's coming. It might sneak up on us, but we got to keep our eyes open and share it with everybody so we can all celebrate it together. That's what it's all about here on the Decibel Geek Podcast, celebrating hard rock and metal music. That's what we love to do. Yeah, please tell us what we missed, what, you th- what you're looking forward to in 2022 in the comments section for this post. 
And uh, Yeah, before we get out of here, I just want to let everybody know that I just did an appearance on a wrestling podcast that I really want you to check out. It's called Live and in Color with Wolfie D. He's the old school wrestler from the tag team PG-13. He was in the WWE, WCW, ECW, TNA. He was famous from Memphis. We get in there and we talk about wrestling. But it's me, so you know we're going to talk a little bit about Kiss. That's live and in color with Wolfie D. Check that out. I want you to enjoy it because it was a lot of fun. So also, as of this recording, you better be keeping your eyes open to the Almost Human page on YouTube because Chris and I will be making that appearance talking about Kiss with Ralph on that show. So that'll be a lot of fun. I know, Chris, you just recently made an appearance on another show too, didn't you? I did a couple. I did... um the plug with bushy and metal mike um and we talked about celebrity deaths which was morbid and we also uh talked about our top five kiss albums i'm sure i'll piss a few people off with that and then i also went on the growing up rock podcast to talk all about Def leopards on through the night album we all know your five favorite kiss albums crazy nights crazy nights crazy nights mm, crazy nights and crazy nights <laughs> one of those one of those actually made the list. Oh, I know it did. This you were talking about. That's awesome. And you know what else? Uh, March is creeping up right around the corner pretty soon. So that means we got to reconvene with Baco and Loose Cannon over on the Cobras and Fire podcast because March is coming up. We're going to do some March badness again this year. So keep your yes. ears and eyes open for that as well. So we're all over the place. Rockin' Pod is going to be coming together sooner than you know, so keep your eyes open. If you haven't liked the Rockin' Pod Facebook group yet or joined it or whatever, make sure you're following the page and the group and all that so when the announcements do start coming, you'll be the first one to know about it. Give us a like on our Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter. Follow Decibel Geek TV on the YouTube. Check us out when we do Friday Night Live. And as always, thank you guys for listening to the Decibel Geek Podcast, and we'll see you next week. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.